0: Hi guys. Welcome to the Something Bookish podcast. <laughs> you have no idea um how how many takes it took me to start. I couldn't add all of the takes because it was plenty. There were some false starts where I had not started drinking. Yes. I am drinking for this episode. I mean that's what we do, right? So yeah, I'm drinking for this episode. I don't even know what I'm talking I'm going to start the intro again because obviously mm. Mm, mm. If you hear any vibrations, just ignore it because I'm using my phone this time. And yeah, some people will not stop bugging me. All right, so I'm going to start this again. Hi, readers. My name is Amin, aka the Lip Gloss Mafia, aka the Crazy Book Lady. You might also know me sometimes as something bookish because, you know, my gist can just be normal. And then we're back to talking about books because that's what I like to do welcome to the something bookish podcast the 23rd episode this is the 23rd i like there's something about that number two three yeah i don't know it's just i like i like two three there's something about the 23 anywho welcome again <laughs> It's been two weeks since I had a drink, you guys, so I'm behaving a little funny. These people should stop bugging me. I'm recording. I've told everybody I'm recording. I don't know why messages are still coming into my phone. Mm. Okay. So, if this is your first time to the podcast, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, And if this is not your first time, Hey, how you doing? This is the podcast where we drink and talk about books and reading. Sometimes there's a guest like next week. I'm going to be interviewing and or oh, an author. Oh God, I feel so like, I, I felt so posh. You guys said that I'm going to be interviewing an author. <laughs> oh my God. The thing is entering in the system. Okay. So yeah, sometimes there's a guest, but most times it's just vibes, you know, bookish vibes. Books and reading is more, is more than a hobby, you know, it's, it's a lifestyle. And, and this is a space where you can be bookish and just chill, you know, am I making sense? Sometimes I don't even know if I'm making sense because you people do not, well, my loyal readers tell me, actually get back to me and tell me that yo, I mean what you said that time it was making sense, and I do appreciate that because you know this is such a lonesome um, endeavor, so it's cool sometimes when you guys reach back to me and tell me that what well, you said the last episode was really cool yada 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 ya yeah I'm just enjoying this drink so much I don't even know if I should keep talking, but I have something so interesting to talk about mm-hmm. in this episode. Um, this, this episode that you're listening to. Oh, by the way, this is the first time I'm dropping an episode. No, this is the first time I'm recording an episode on the day that it's supposed to drop. Because the week has been crazy. I'll tell you all about that. The week has been crazy. And then there's always noise. For some reason, I don't know. The churches and the mosques have decided to like go wild this week. And there's there's never time to record and any small chance I get either my mom is home and obviously you know she's going to be policing my drinking so I can't drink so I can't do that when she's home or my mental capacity can't handle like being cheerful you know and if you're recording a podcast you have to be cheerful because people can sense when you're not in a good mood especially through voice yeah There's this trick my mom taught me um, because my mom used to work in the hotel early, early days and she's like, whenever you're not in a good mood or you want to sound cheerful, just put on a smile and people can tell that you're like upbeat and then you're cool and you're not upset so that there's no like, oh, you sound weird or whatever. I'm digressing. See, this is what alcohol does to you people. You shouldn't drink and talk to people about serious stuff. But anywho, today I'm not putting on the whole hotel voice. Like I'm actually in a good mood. Thanks to the alcohol. So maybe when the alcohol dissipates, I might be back to my dark mood because this week morbid amine is like in full force. It's very morbid. So I have to like tone that down for the podcast because I wanted to talk about something really interesting that people have been asking I can't believe you. i just said that people have been asking me you know it's always like all these um lifestyle bloggers they're you know, like um a lot of you have been asking me about my skincare routine or like blah 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 Well no i'm serious people do ask me this question a lot how do you pick your next book like you have so many books how do you choose the next one you're going to read so that's what we're going to be talking about in this episode yeah the 23rd episode of the something bookish podcast oh god alcohol is so good i've missed it so much so i'm just going to take some time to just like feel it like feel it in my feet Mm. oh lord okay when you drink like where's the first place you feel alcohol sometimes for me it's like i feel it in my waist like my i feel like my waist getting loose that's why most of the time i'm a really good dancer when i drink like, you cannot take me away from the dance floor when my drinking has gotten to some point. I feel it in my waist. And then, when I know that the level is getting... When I try to gauge myself, when I feel it in my feet, I'm like, Okay, it's time to stop. That's the body saying, we're cool, we're done, we're okay. If not, we're going to be fucked. But sometimes, you have to get fucked just to enjoy. This life is one. Alright. I'm digressing. We're here to talk about books, but oh, this is a blog. It's not a blog, this is a podcast. With bookish vibes. Sorry, I just belched. Alright. So in this episode, can't believe I clapped. In this episode, we're going to talk about how to pick your next read. Yeah? I know. Being a bookworm is hard enough. But just just try being an indecisive bookworm on top of the usual agonies, then you will know the true meaning of pain and suffering. I'm telling you, it's not even funny. As we all know, bookworms face a sheer ton of struggles because I talk about it all the time in the hope that someone will take pity on me and give me a couple million dollars. Still waiting, please help me. <laughs> but. Do you realize just how many decisions we're forced to make all the time as bookworms? Like, do you, has, has it registered to you before? They're like so much. So many. Let me just remind you with this cute and very concise list that ha- I have made to... Hey, Yoruba again. Okay. <laughs> Let me remind you with this concise list that I have made to illustrate all the horrors of decision making that most bookworms actually have to make first of all you have to pick which books to buy or request from publishers or for those of you with access or borrow from borrow from the library there's so much choosing to be done and then it's like if you buy a book what edition and then there's the drama of ebook versus audiobook versus paperback versus hardback by the way, you know how I feel about all these things. I'm a fan of audiobooks now. I do like paperback, but when I really love the author, I want to spend my coins and buy the paperback. Sometimes it's just not available, but you know. Now, what other issues do we have? Mm, no, don't even get me started on different covers. FYI, I hate movie covers. Like, I hate it my whole life. When they put actors on a book cover, it pisses me off. It's one of my book pet peeves. And then let me see this alcohol is making me forget mm. and then we are now forced to pick a book to read first out of dozens then you have to decide what your feelings are about the book which character do you like are you going to review this one what star rating do you give it where does it fit in your overcrowded bookshelf do you recommend this one or keep it tucked in your small heart? Because it's special. You know there are some books that are so special that you don't even want to tell anybody. You just you want to keep it to yourself. Do you re the book? Do you eat it? Do you let it take over your heart and soul and house? Now, if you're an indecisive monster on top of all of this... <laughs> I pity you. I I mean I I can choose things for other people. Yeah, it's easy for me to actually choose books for people to read. But for myself, it's difficult. Choosing a book to read first is arguably one of the toughest parts because what if you pick a horrible one? You know? What if what if you pick a book you should have read later or earlier? What if you book you pick a book? that you are not even in the mood for because there are some books with dnf it because we are not in the mood for it and then you pick it up at a later time and it's like why did i leave this book what if you pick one and then the other book starts crying because you can hear i swear to god you can actually hear your books crying and then what if you pick one and the sky falls what if the zombie apocalypse begins there's like Ah, oh my god I'm stressed already on your behalf, but because I'm helpful I'm a benevolent ben, 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 ben i'm gonna <laughs> benevolent queen I have come up with a list of ways to help you choose your next read. This is a foolproof something okay this 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 is like hardcore stuff I'm really serious. Because there's nobody who has listened to this podcast and has been led astray. I swear. If there's anybody who has been led astray by this podcast, let me know so I can block you. Because you're obviously bad vibes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Okay. Oh, wow. Drinking before 10 a.m. This is awesome. Hmm. Oh God, I'm so excited that I'm finally able to drink. Anywho, so this my upcoming methods will solve all your problems. Yeah, of how to pick your next read. Are you excited? <laughs> this is exciting. Oh my God, I'm so excited. But before we begin, you know, a little update from last episode where I talked about my health scare um so i haven't been drinking since the whole drama which is i have been 15 no i've been 17 days sober this is the first time i'm drinking since i had my health care and you're good I, I cannot give you the whole story so you're gonna have to listen to the previous episode before this one to get the full gist i'm just going to continue from where i stopped so i have been taking amlodipine for the past two weeks then, earlier this week, I went to the doctors to find out what's up and if I could stop taking the meds. See, I'm already worried that I'm going to be on these meds for the rest of my life, right? Because they tell you that it's just for a little while, but these things, I've noticed, end up being forever. I mean, they told me when I started wearing glasses at the age of nine that if i wore my glasses every day it will correct my correct my eyesight but look at us now yeah i still have to keep paying to be seeing the rubbish in this world so i don't know i I don't trust i don't trust these things and people i don't know anyone who has started hypertensive drugs and has stopped think your body also kind of gets like dependent on the drug so like when you stop your bp just like skyrockets and before you know it's stroke or heart attack so i don't know man this is like the capitalist version of the drug industry so i honestly don't know anywho the doctor said um, I'm doing okay because I've cut out salt for my diet. I've been exercising. Well, not exercising. I've been taking at least like 15 to 20 minutes walk around my area just so that it counts. I'm, I'm I'm doing that like three times a week. I stopped drinking. You know, I've been I've been doing the things I'm supposed to do. So the doctor said I'm okay. But the second part of the BP reading, you know, you have like this, the upper the upper one and the second one so he says the second part that's lower part of the bp reading is still higher than it should be and he's concerned because i'm so young and that is where he wants to watch watch it so he wrote me another prescription and i'm going to have to take amlodipine for the next month before it was two weeks but now is one month and then he added another hypertensive drug naturalix which I'm also taking for a month. The doctor doesn't want to say it, but I think it's safe to assume that I'm officially hypertensive. I know nobody likes to hear these kind of things, but I've, I've, I've prepared my mind and I feel I'm, I'm okay with it. And now that I know, okay, this hypertension is like, is like, there's no way of taking it away. And now that I've started the drugs... My body's kind of dependent on the drugs. I've noticed when I take my BP in the morning it's a little high. But once I take the drugs, the BP drops. Like for the whole day. And then around like ten PM when I check my BP again, it goes high. And then in the morning, you know, the whole cycle continues. So I think my body's kind of getting used to the whole BP drugs. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna continue my life as usual. I'm gonna enjoy my drinks, though I've cut it down. Now my drinking is like three to four times a week. Or, only when I record the podcast. For now, I'm starting it at only when I record the podcast. That's every week, I'm going to be drinking. And then, like, every other week, when I record the Litty podcast, then I would have a drink. This week is going to be special because I'm recording this one. And then I'm recording the Litty podcast tomorrow. We're back for season two, I'm so excited. You guys have to listen for that next week. We're back for season two, I have lots to talk about because i missed my girl Karachi. Anywho, so yeah, that's update on my life. Just gonna enjoy another swig of this drink. Ugh. I didn't even tell you what I'm drinking. I'm currently having, I decided to like be calm, not to overdo it or anything. i've only taken my bp drugs this morning and i haven't had anything to eat because i wanted the alcohol to hit me hit me right in the alcohol spot should we call that the a spot that's the a spot not the g spot i do prefer to get hit in g spots it's my favorite place to get hit but we're hitting the a spots this morning (laughs) Hitting the A spot this morning, yeah. All right, I'm so sorry to have put you through all this like like down and dull talk. So um, let me drag you. Oh oh, shit, I was about to tell you what I was drinking. So I'm having three shots. Like I measured it precisely. I'm having three shots of whiskey. Hold on, first enjoy some music i'm going to go and get more ice my drink is melting Sorry for that. Well, see, the thing is, today, I'm a, I wanted to do a one take. I don't want to have to break the episode. Because I'm feeling, I'm feeling like I'm in a really good mood and I can just keep talking for a really long time. You know, based on who we be. <laughs> so, um, I, I I'm having three... I'm having three shots of whiskey... And a Coke, that's what I'm having. It's really good. It's just regular stuff, just whiskey and Coke. That's what I'm having, but I'm having three shots as opposed to two shots, you know, because I feel decadent this morning. And to drag you away from the dullness that I have been serving up, I have some fun facts. Mm. Alcohol is big. Okay. So I have some fun facts for you. <laughs> the first one is going to make you laugh. But for all you flower people out there, those of you plant mamas and plant grandpas, apparently flowers. Are... <laughs> oh, God, this is so much fun. I have missed doing this so much. I thought I could actually fake doing like an alcoholic episode, but I can't. So on days when I can't drink, I'm sorry, those weeks we won't have any episodes because I just, I can't fake this thing. Alright, yeah, I don't fake anymore in this life. I'm not going to fake it on the podcast to be drunk, and I'm not going to fake it during sex when I'm not enjoying it. I don't know why I brought that up, but yeah, I'm not faking it. And if I'm not also enjoying the job, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to fake it. I don't care about the money because last, last, I can always sell sugar cane or I can start making pasta because i'm really good at making pasta and i don't know why i'm telling you all this because i'm just rambling at this point let's get back to the fun fact shall we (laughs) okay so um the first fun fact i have is flowers like viagra apparently if you put some viagra in the vase it will make some flowers stand up straight for a week beyond when they would normally, you know, wilt. According to one study, that one study, I said it in quotation marks. According to one study conducted by Israeli and Australian researchers, I'm very particular about this Israeli and Australian combo because, you know, you never see those two combined together. So I don't know that this time they decided to do a, a study using Viagra implants. But anywho... I have checked online and apparently works. You can put Viagra in your plants. And especially like if they get you flowers from outside. And it's so annoying. Nigerian boys, they don't like to give somebody flowers. One of my lovers, I have been begging him to bring me flowers. But for some reason, it's just, it's not registering. You know, they tell you, oh, Tell me what you want me to do, you know. Tell me how to love you. But even when you say that, it's like it's not entering through their thick skulls because I have begged for flowers so many times and I still haven't received flowers from this particular one. So I don't know. I'm just going to have to find me another person to buy me flowers. I don't know how hard it is to just get some flowers. I really do like flowers. And I would like to test this Viagra theory because unfortunately, you don't even need. No, unfortunately, well. Luckily for men, you don't even need a prescription to buy Viagra. Lucky them, right? Upon no, they can't find any Viagra version for women. Just sucks. Anywho, <laughs> there's a lot of digression. This, part, this episode is going to be so long. I'm so sorry, but stick with me because this episode is actually very interesting. Okay? Like, I do have good stuff to help you pick your next, your, your next book. Just stick with me. I have to share the fun facts because, you know, it's a thing. I like fun facts. Second fun fact I have for you. I only have three. Second fun fact I have for you is high heels were originally made for men. This does not surprise me at all. Okay? Because such a painful method of punishment could only have originated from men. Now, when high, heels, high heel shoes first came into fashion in the 10th century, they were intended for men, you know, because they had the heel, they could put it, when they were riding horses, that heel part, they would use it to attach it in the saddle so they don't fall off. Also, it made them look, look more distinguished or whatever. So, the high heels were made for men. It wasn't until the 18th century that more women wore high heels. And I don't even know why. It was some men, still some men, that convinced women that your waist had a better, um, lilt when you walked. Like, you could sashay when you wore high heels. Obviously, it was for them to look at our bums. And they convinced us that, oh, wearing high heels is good. And now, everybody's breaking their legs. mm. Breaking their legs over high heels. Fucking conspiracy. Anywho. So yes, high heels were originally made for men. The third fun fact I had for you is the hashtag, that sign, the hashtag, the hashtag symbol isn't actually called a hashtag. If you want to be super technical, the real term is octothorpe. Did you get that? octothorpe that's o c t o t h o r p e octothorpe in terms of etymology the octo refers to eight which is in reference to the points on the symbol i guarantee you would never look at instagram and twitter octothorpes the same way again (laughs) by the way don't tell people octothorpes nobody likes to know it all but it's good that you know it okay you know the right word for it so if you're on who wants to be a millionaire or some other trivia show and this question comes up hey i helped you yeah so those are the three fun facts i have let's talk books shall we (laughs) usually in the other formats i used to stop and like do another music style but now since we're doing a one take i'm trying to make myself like the one take wonder of podcast you know no editing no nothing whatever you get this is it it's like real and raw you're getting raw (laughs) oh my god i mean okay so let's move on to the topic of today let's talk books and reading yeah all right Now, one sip to get us started. Oh, shit. It actually sucks when you've trained your body for so many years to get used to alcohol. And then you stop for like two weeks and the body's like, I'm sorry. Who is alcohol? We don't know you. And then all of a sudden you're feeling funny or lightheaded after like three shots. Three shots? I'm the fucking queen. God. God. Anywho before I lose my head because I feel like I feel I'm getting lightheaded. I don't know if it's the drugs I took in the morning, but I feel like super lightheaded. So I'm going to try to get through this as fast, not as fast as I can because you're having an experience. You're experiencing the Something Bookish podcast and this could be your first time or this could be another time because, you know, you're already used to the goodness of the podcast. So I'm not going to ruin that for you. I'm going to give you goodness, because I think this podcast is very, not this podcast, this episode is very important, yeah, alright, <clears throat> focus, I mean, now, when you're an avid reader, there comes a time in your life when you just can't decide what to read next, should it be the big award-winning novel, should it be something from the bestsellers list, Or should it be an obscure novel you've been meaning to read? Reading lives can change drastically from book to book. You know how it is. Like books affect your mood and personality sometimes. So it's always, I think it's always good to keep a good TBR of books. And if all book nerds already know this term, but if you do not know, a TBR is to be read that's a pile of lists that a pile of books that you want to read that are already in front of you so if you are on Scribd which you should get by the way because that's like the Netflix of books and I put my personal link for Scribd because if you if you get Scribd with my link you get 60 days free trial as opposed to the 30 days trial so the link is in the show notes so, your TBR, these are books you've already bought or requested from publishers, or you have them like waiting in your library list, yada, yeah, yada, yeah, yada. Yeah. But how do you choose the next one? Like you finish reading a book, how do you choose the next one? I'm hoping one of these options, or one of these tips, or methods will inspire your next great read. Hopefully, yeah? All right, let's start. The first one is let your friends decide your next read have a chat with a friend of yours i don't know about you but i do have bookish friends in real life these are folks that i share a commonality in genre or types of reads that i can rely on for like great bookish recommendations sometimes just ask them and it's a great way To deepen your friendship and find a book inspiring enough to be your next read, so just that's that's my first tip. Ask a friend, your bookish friend. If you don't have a bookish friend, you have me. You can always enter my DM and ask me what you want to read. I mean, I will ask some questions just to know to get a feel of what your reading, um, reading taste is like, but. I can be your bookish friend and i always like talking about books so as long as you don't send dick pics okay you can slide into my dm to talk about books anytime all right so the second tip i have for you tip oh my god anytime i say the word tip i just remember guys when they say oh just a tip sorry i'm just i'm going to be serious now okay the second tip (laughs) the second method i'm still gonna have to use tip because tip just sounds like a better word to use than method the second tip is ask people to vote and tell you what to read next with a poll yeah like we have polls on instagram You can use that or you can use twitter polls um, I mean, what is the internet for? If it's not to demand people to do the work for you, do you get like, yeah, sure. I could make decisions, but instead I will make you make them for me. and Everything is fine. But that's the thing with this particular method. The pros is you get. Why am I getting so thirsty? Oh, the second jug, naturally actually makes you thirsty. And look at me drinking. <laughs> I do have some water, though, so yeah, that's fine. Mm. So, the pro of this method is you usually get personalized recommendations when people vote. But... And they're like, oh, I just read this one; it's so good. It makes you more excited about a novel. And also, the blame is totally on them if you end up hating the book. So nice. But the con of polls is <sighs> sometimes polls have this terrible habit of being tied, which is just demented. Or else, the book you don't feel like, you know, even when you put a poll, there's a book you don't actually feel like reading, and then that book actually wins. That sucks. Or somebody does the opposite of the above and just DMs you and says, Oh, that book you're super excited about. is very bad. Abort, abort. Which leaves you eating hard-boiled eggs in door silence? Does anybody do that? You just boil egg and just eat it and stare at the wall. I do that sometimes. It's very therapeutic. You should try it. Okay. So sometimes it's better not to know i mean geez louise god so that's a method you can try you know make a poll on social media and ask people to try that my third tip join a book club i have a book club it's the best book club in the world the indulgent bibliophile book club because we're like really cool like indulgence with books and stuff (laughs) Anywho, book clubs are great because the diversity of selections will allow you a bigger um what's the word a bigger breadth of books you may not have considered before so looking specifically for book clubs with certain themes also bring new and interesting books to the mix. I mean, there are so many book clubs you can you can follow. Now, perhaps you're not big on thrillers. No. Then joining in an online book club that reads only thrillers might it's my spark an interest in the genre. But hmm while book clubs may feel like a commitment every month It also allows you to have deep and meaningful conversations with folks who also read the book. So you might hate up and you... (laughs) I don't even know the English again. (laughs) So you might end up walking away hating a book. But at least you talk about it with like-minded people. Yeah? Yeah. Because in a book club, when you hate a book, there are definitely people who hated the book with you. And then there are people who love the book with you. And then you let them see your side. And then they let you see their side. And then there's harmony. That's if there's a good host like me. If there's a good host like me, the haters and the lovers will still be friends. Even after their drama. Because I, I radiate positive vibes, you know? I'm I'm just... I'm an angel, I think. I really do think I'm an angel. Hmm. I also need to get more eyes, but... Another tip. What tip is this? I think this is the fourth tip. Okay. This is the taster method. One of my favorites. I like to use this a lot. So, the taster method is... You try a bit of each book on your TBR until something catches your attention. You could try the blurb, the, the first line, or even the first chapter. Whichever you choose, you know you found your next read when you realize you've been standing in front of the bookshelf for an hour and you've accidentally read six chapters instead of your agreed one line or one chapter. And boom, you have your next read. It works for me. It, do, it really does work for me. But the thing is, books I haven't read, I don't keep them on my bookshelf. I keep them in a TBR box. I just, I just don't like to put books I haven't read on my bookshelf yet. It's just, it's a quirk. I know, I know, I know. It's just, if I haven't read, it's not going on the bookshelf. So every book on my bookshelf, I want to know that I have actually read them. So that it's not like I'm just picking up books at random on the bookshelf. No. I have a different shelf and some boxes where I keep books that I haven't read yet. So that's what I do. I just go into those boxes and then I like read different parts of it. And then, boom, I find a book to read. Okay. So this is the fifth tip. (laughs) Oh my God. I sound like I have a wisp. Okay. So this is the fifth tip. Deep in the Jar. I like this name. I'm going, I'm going to do a short version of this thing on the Something Bookish Instagram page. Because I think these tips are really good. Anywho. Deep in the Jar. That's number five. This is how you do this one. You write out all the names of each book on your TBR on separate bits of paper. I don't care if you have 30 books in your TBR, you know. Sometimes you just need to do the work. Now you write out all the names of your books that are on your TBR. Even the ones you have on Kindle or Scribd or Kobo books, write all of them. Books that you want to read, write them on separate bits of paper. And then throw them in a jar. By the way, this is such a good idea, TBR jar. I'm going to do something like that. Maybe for like 2022, I'm going to I'm going to sell like I I feel like I'm going to sell the 2022 as a TBR jar next year. Maybe with the things I'm planning this year. You'd be able to buy a TBR jar. And be excited to pay for it. You know? Because I've done the work. But I digress. Deep in the jar. The fifth method. Write out all the names of each of your books. Each of the books on your TBR. On separate bits of paper. And throw them into a jar. Give the jar a little shake. To mix up the books. To mix up the paper bits. And voila, you have a handy and fun book choosing method. You could try using different colored papers for different genres or separating your must reads and your want to read. But I suggest leaving it entirely to chance. Use the same type of paper. That way you never know what you're going to get next. So you just pick out the paper from the book and then you just read. And let, let fate decide if you're going to enjoy the book or not. Yeah okay um i was going to leave you before but the thing about (laughs) god i hate talking about this and i feel like an old person but the thing about my bp drug is i need to go pee yeah one of the drugs is a diuretic, and it makes you pee a lot so i'm going to go pee And then I'll be back. I'm actually not going to cut this podcast. I'm just going to let you enjoy the music. i wink. Yeah. I'm just going to let you enjoy the music. And I'll be back. Enjoy the music. hi <laughs> i'm back again that's like the fastest pee i've ever peed but we're back because i want to make this a one take i just i can't i can't break it it's just gonna keep going oh, so our sixth tip oh, i'm almost halfway through done with it. i have a really big cup for this my drink wow 40 minutes this is the first time i'm really like doing a podcast that is going this long i try to keep it in like 30 to 35 minutes but this is a really important episode so yeah so <clears throat> our sixth tip get on good reads. at the moment there's another book app that i'm using the story graph i talked about it in the last episode an upper episode. I really think you should listen to those to my previous two episodes. StoryGraph. It's really good, but it's it's a more personalized type of reading app. Now, Goodreads. The design might be old and clunky, and I wish the site was like better moderated. But Goodreads is the most useful book app available right now. I use its list functionality as a kind of diary to keep track of all my books that I've read and the ones that I want to read. You can note the books you want to read and are currently reading and rate the books that you've already read. But more importantly, Goodreads has this... Ooh, this is a little bit loud. Sorry. Sorry about that. So <clears throat> more importantly, Goodreads has a social function And I can use it to keep track of what my friends are reading, which is very important for me. And how they rated the books they've read. Don't worry if you don't have many book reads, I mean, good reads friends, or if they are not into the same things as you are. You can follow users informally without being friends. You can follow an author that you admire, anyone from... Sarah Mayinka to Celeste NG. I don't know. I called, I call it Celeste NG, but I feel like it's pronounced Celeste (laughs) NG. I don't know if you know the correct pronunciation, please holler at me. But I, I've always called this person, this, this writer Celeste NG. And these write, these writers, they have time to read. So you can see what they're reading. One of my favorite Goodreads user is writer and editor Roxanne Gay, who somehow, I don't know how she does it, but she still finds the time to write thoughtful reviews of just about everything she reads, despite seemingly being the busiest woman on the planet. Like, I like her reviews a lot. I actually want to take time this year to to write more Goodreads review. You know, <clears throat> though sometimes my review is just no, I can't. <laughs> Because the book was so bad, and I'm going to try to write reviews on Goodreads this year. Anywho, so that's the sixth tip. Get on Goodreads. Yeah. The seventh one is... Follow or stalk a book club virtually. Now, aside your in-real-life book club that you belong to, you know, with your friends... But the thing is, you and your friends might have the same issue picking what book to read unless you guys have like a theme or something. And this is where virtual book clubs can be a big help. Everyone knows about the influential book club by Reese Witherspoon, but they are far from the only book clubs in town. I mean, you have like rebel, wait, it's rebel women lit. They also have a subscription box. That you can, you, can, you can get books from. And they, you, your book comes with tea. Exciting stuff. You have book of sins. Which guarantees you like Caribbean authors. You know. Because you want to read books from that side. There's one particular book I'm going to talk about like. Later, later in the season. One book psst, by a Trinidad writer. And I'm like, oh, I'm in love. Please follow my Instagram because I know I'm going to drop my review about that book very soon. I'm just try, still trying to find the words. So there's Book of Sins. There is there's so many book clubs, you know, like sometimes just like hashtag book club Octothorpe <laughs> book club, and check on Instagram or like Google book clubs in your area. There are some you can just follow virtually just to see what they're reading, and then you can just read with them. You don't have to contribute. You can just you can just read. Now, <clears throat> if you're looking for, like, a well-curated selection of books that is more specifically tailored, um, there is Bellatrix. That's the book club by Emma Roberts. Um, she tends to focus on literary fiction with a feminist bend. Um, I also love Well-Read Black Girl. This is a club run by Glory Edem that features new books by black authors every month. And then BuzzFeed has a book club. There's so many book clubs. I mean, you can also follow the Oprah book club, but eh, these days, I don't know. Oprah's book club has become so political. I'm not even feeling it anymore. It's like So that was number seven. Follow a book club virtually. You don't have to contribute to their conversations. Just see what they're reading and then try it that month. Now... The seventh, is it seventh or eighth? I don't even know again, I've lost count. Please, wherever you find yourself. The next tip is follow a small publisher. Now, this one is very important because corporate publishers are often too, what's the word? They're often too generalist, to have distinct voices and points of view. I feel like smaller presses are likely to have lists that share a... God, oh God, the words are failing me. I feel like smaller presses are likely to have lists that share a cohesive sensibility. Perhaps because they publish only a small number of books per year. For instance, I know I would love any book any fiction book that is published by One World Publications or Pushkin Press or Cannon Gate or even our local Cassava Republic Press or Masobe books because they are able to take risks that major publishers won't. So they break new ground in storytelling quite often. This strategy also works for publishers that have specific imprints for genre fiction and romance. So sorry. Follow, just follow a small publisher and see the kind of books they are publishing. It, it really helps. Yeah? See, some of these things, you have to do research. Okay? The books are not just not going to come to you, like, just like that. You need to, like, do the work. Um, now, my last tip, which is the eighth or the seventh, because I've lost count. My last eight tip is <clears throat> scour the backlist of a favorite author. Now, some people don't know what backlists are. Backlists are previous works of authors, like their previous works. Now, one of the best feelings is to read a book by an author you're unfamiliar with and then realize they have an entire back catalog to get lost in. Like last year, oh my God. Last year, I read an Island of Sea Women. And I discovered Lisa C. Oh! If you if you, re, if you check out my uh, list of favorite women writers, she's on that list. And after I discovered her, I loved the book so much. And now I'm walking my way back through her, through the rest of her novels. So sometimes you do that. There is also, for me, there's also, um, what's her name? Elif Shafa. Is it Elif Shafa? Elif Shafa. Can you not really know how to pronounce her name? she's a fellow october baby like me so i need to pronounce her name because i really loved 30 minutes oh shit what's the name 30 minutes 38 seconds in this strange world and i really enjoyed that book so oh my god i enjoyed it so much i started reading her her other works i have read um a bastard in instable or instable hey god no 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 this one i have to google it The Bastard, I think it's The Bastard of Istanbul. Yes, The Bastard of Istanbul. I've read that one. I have two other ones that people got me for my birthday. So I will be reading. I'm gently going through her backlog. And if you look at her on YouTube, this woman speaks rhymes. Like Elif Shafak. And she's so pretty. Fuck. She's so pretty. So yeah. Um, go through the backlist of a favorite author. Now that those are all my lists. Those are all my methods to help you pick out your next book. And this leads me to a very important point. You don't have to read the latest, the newest, the hottest thing. Any book you haven't read is new to you. There's no reason to be concerned about what everybody else is reading. And with any luck, you're too busy reading to care anyway. Right? Right? <laughs> so yeah, um, <clears throat> that is the end of this episode. Well, it's not the end of the episode because I'm still talking. But those are all the lists I have. Should I do a run-through? I feel like I should do a run-through just because. So the first tip is, um, let your friends decide your next read. Ask people to vote for you in a poll, join a book club, the taster method, dip in the jar, get on Goodreads, follow a book club virtually, follow a small publisher online, scour the backlist of a favorite author. And those are my methods for finding your next book to read. So. Do you have a method for choosing your next read? Do you fit one of these or one I didn't cover? Do you pick new books or older books all the time on accident? Or are you just generally good at decision making? Or no, let me know, okay? I know how you can let me know. You can can follow me on social. (laughs) So yeah, that's it for this episode. Now. Normally at this part, this is where I'd have done like a closer, but because this is a one take episode, I'm just going to continue and say, um, if you enjoyed this episode today, I would love to read or hear about your comments. And you can do that by sending me a message on Twitter or Instagram. My personal handle is at Lip Gloss Mafia and that's L-I-P. G L O S S M a double F I a my, my mafia has double F always. Remember that I don't have one F It's double F because you know, I'm special. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still drinking because I haven't finished my drink now. Please subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on next week's episode, where I'm going to be interviewing an author. <laughs> and subscribe anywhere you listen to the podcast. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other streaming platforms. If you are on Instagram, send a message to me there at Lipgloss Mafia, or This shows account, which is something bookish. Something bookish is at something... Mm underscore underscore that's double underscore and bookish something bookish something underscore underscore bookish i share great content on both of these places so you really should follow me on all of the places if you enjoy the show kindly spread the book love by spreading the word If you're listening to me on Apple Podcasts, rate and leave a review. If you're going to leave anything more than less than five stars, don't even bother because I don't give a fuck. It really helps new listeners find the show. Shares and reviews are my new love language. So thanks in advance and I appreciate you and I appreciate the rating and the review. But most importantly, I actually appreciate you for listening up to this point. And readers, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. And like Jim Run said, reading is essential for those who seek to rise above the ordinary. Happy reading, everyone. XOXO. Bye.